Oh god, I can't do fucking Gilbert's voice. If you would if follow, you would me, follow this way. me this way. No, it's not the cursed knife voice. This isn't the cursed knife voice. This is the goblin voice. Raw. It sounds too close to the cursed knife. Also, Gilbert isn't that kind of goblin. No, he's a posh mm-hmm. goblin. Oh, he's, he's a, a very, he's very, a very posh, posh goblin. Oh, I see. A posh, very, very posh goblin. Very proper, very, very posh, yes. Raven, with a higher, can we get a higher pitched, very, higher pitch to that voice? Very proper, very posh, very yes. Posh yes. goblin men. Oh, yes. oh yes. yes. This is as squeaky as I can make my voice sound. Rock. That is pretty Granny much snap. the voice that I did for Granny <laughs> Snap. Look, guys, I have maybe four voices, okay? Uh, yeah, you and realize me and Flower both have more voices than you. You know, I, I'm looking into some classes, okay? That's all I can say. All right. Raw. Welcome back to our podcast, Tales from the Table. I literally almost forgot the name of our podcast as I was going to say it. My brain was scrambling. What is the name of this podcast? It's Tales from the Table. We're back. I'm Cloud, the dungeon master and creator of this adventure. And around our virtual table, we have... Athanasius. Flower. And Caden. And Caden. All right. I am now going to roll a d4 to see who has to give the summary for last time. <laughs> uh, and it came up, it's not, uh, I am an option there, but uh, it has one, two, three, four, and I rolled a four, so Mac, give us a summary. Oh no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we um, we got back on the bird, we looked for Bessie, couldn't find Bessie, and then we found Bessie, and we're back at Chair Joe's shop. And we bought some things. Athens bought practical things. Flower bought practically nothing. And I bought practically everything. <laughs> and uh, then we're done there. We get our gold. Except I, I spent I spent exactly the gold that I earned. Um, and then uh, we gave Potley some stuff, including the bird. And we got Yali and the sonnet. And we are walking back through the doorway to Gallimaufry. Fair, that yeah, that's completely fair. Uh, the the description of the shopping trip as uh, Athen bought practical things, uh, Flower bought practically nothing, and you bought practically everything is so good. I might use that in the official show notes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's fucking great. Yep. Okay, so you have uh, opened a portal back to Gallimaufry. Uh, it opens. Fortunately, because you never know where in Gallimaufry it's going to open up, but uh, the house seems to be cooperating with you on this day, and it opens up into a nice uh, long hallway, uh, richly carpeted uh, with uh, softly burning oil lamps on the walls. Uh, It looks very lush and decadent, as always. And Yowali standing there, and and, and Sonnet, who have never um, experienced Gallimaufry before. And the Minotaur. 
Ah, yes, Atlas is standing there too. No reaction from Atlas. Atlas jumps up and down and shrieks in delight. <laughs> oh, no. Man. Nope. I forgot to have Caden say some stuff last episode. Oh. Well, just, uh, you can say it now. Well, now it doesn't matter because he was going to express concern of bringing the Minotaur with us. Yeah, too late now. Yeah, too All late right. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, Yualian Sonnet. Whoa! Oh, oh my god. What? Did, uh, Athanasius, is this, is this your magic? Caden, did you do this? Or, or, fl- or flower? You guys have no idea what like this. this is. Yeah, honestly, we have no safe. fucking idea. Is this, is it, is it like another, dement- is it like a teleportation spell? Well, what is it? It's definitely Maybe? another dimension. <laughs> we don't know much other than that. Uh, Casimir has sort of strode ahead of the rest of you uh, into the hallway, uh, and he uh, cups his hands to his mouth. We're back! I don't know where you guys are, but uh, uh, we returned. Welcome to our secret lair. Is this... uh, And there there are other people here, too? Is it safe? Completely. We spent like a week here. Okay, it's it's not like an illusion, right? It's, It's not like... It's not like my spell was. I'll no, not slither on in and slap my tail against the, the carpet. You see? Well, I mean, to be fair, you could touch the stuff in, in the city I made, too, but that didn't make it necessarily 100% real. But I, I trust you I trust you guys. You didn't, like, start to turn into shades or anything if you Yo, were Yo, what's your favorite week? pastry? Uh, um, so, uh, when I was a little kid, sometimes if I had a little extra money, I could go to the market and I could buy these uh, sticky pastries that had sort of like honey and nuts. They were so good. House, honey nut pastries, please. And I hold All right, up my hands. Uh, roll, roll a persuasion check. Okay. I did get like a 20 on this before. Does that, does that stand as like, I, I've got a connection with the house? No, 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 no. E- each time. No, 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 no. Come on. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Okay, 25. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, this is my favorite. The paladin roll, fucking charisma based checks. All right. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, in your hands materializes a, a plate covered in these sticky uh honey and nut pastries, and the plate uh actually looks different from what the house usually uh does. It doesn't have that sort of um. You, you know, Victorian, European sort of look that the house usually emulates. Um, it's on a, a platter that um, has a little bit more sort of ornate uh, geometric uh, patterns on it and looks to be made of uh, like a clay that is not what you would normally recognize. Uh, and Yoali's eyes basically bug out of her skull. Uh, are you sure it's okay to eat that stuff? Really, this this looks like my magic. This looks like what I did. Please don't eat it. It it'll it'll mess you up and and you'll turn into a shade just like all those poor people. We've oh, all no, eaten the fine. food here. I, I I eat one. Oh my goodness, these are good. They're very sticky though. <laughs> <laughs> you do not lose a point of integrity. Um, but yeah, Yoali's very cautious. I mean, she's seen magic that seemed like this before, and it didn't turn out well. But cautiously, she reaches forward. She, she takes a pastry. Oh, okay, I mean, if you 
uh, if you were here for a whole week and you you ate the food and you didn't turn into a shade, then I guess it's probably okay. And and she she eats some of the pastries too. She smiles real big. Athen tossles her hair a little bit. Aw, cuties. All right, by this point, uh, two things have happened. One, uh, you hear the sound of running footsteps, and uh, Antonia, Artane, Gilbert, and Raya come uh, around a corner, uh, and uh, they are, are coming towards you with looks of immense relief on their faces. Um, what are you doing with Atlas? I think I've I've just kind of been guiding him around, but he's there. Yeah, he's not resisting you in any way. Yeah. Oh, I also turned to you, Ollie. You might want to stay away from the door that has like prisoner spray painted on it but both of you yeah that's uh uh that's she says with her mouth full of pastry yeah she's not what, you, what she's not necessarily mean but she's let's just say she's a work in progress and leave it at that antonia gilbert hi we're we're back. We got this is Yoali and she is um uh she's one of the exalted. Exalted of illusion, if anything uh is to be gone by. Yoali, uh her um normally dark, you know, bluish indigo skin flushes a much deeper color. Uh and all of a sudden she looks very, very nervous and shy. Uh her fingers are now really sticky. And she kind of, like, hides them behind her back a little bit. <laughs> First of all, uh, Casimir rushes forward and uh, embraces Artean, who uh, sort of throws his, their arms around each other's necks. And Casimir kisses Artean's forehead. Insight Artie's check. shaking a little bit. Insight check? <laughs> Insight check. Are they actually gay? I think I kind of uh, stroke the back of Flower's hand. I grab it. <laughs> Artie seems to be trembling a little bit. Uh, Cass, um, oh my god, I'm so glad you're okay. Um, but uh, I think they've done it again. And uh, Raya, sort of watching, uh, watching them embrace out of the corner of her eye, is like, "You fuckers fucked up again, didn't you?" With a huge grin on her face as she looks at Atlas. <laughs> You guys just can't keep from causing trouble, can you? I mean, no. I didn't think so. I didn't expect anything else from you. Well, you'd be, this better be a very good excuse for this one. What'd you do this time? Oh, God, so much. So, so, so much shit. We um, saved the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. I just bet you did. Of course, of course you saved the world. First things first, we have an extremely cursed dagger. Um, yeah. Oh shit! You got something on top of the giant cow. Jesus, that looks gruesome. She says as she's looking at the sort of crystal spikes that have been driven into his skin. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Yeah, I'll say that. And I think at this point, Antonia intervenes a little bit. All, all right, all right. Um, everybody. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Gilbert, would you be so kind as to um. Uh, take uh, everybody who's fit uh, fit to down to our normal meeting space and uh, put the coffee pot on if you would. Uh, he gives a gives her a nod and uh, he bows to Yoali and she kind of gives a little short bow in return. 
And uh, he says, if you would follow me. I think I, I kind of pat Sonnet on the back and say, oh, this is Sonnet as well, by the way. Uh, they helped us out a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi. <sighs> this is quite the, um, wow. You guys are just full of hidden secrets. Uh, oh, you might want to take the knives out of your pants. They might find that suspicious. Oh, he's got knives in his pants too, eh? Says Raya, giving him a look. Oh, they, they do. It's not really their. Uh, mm. Oh, okay. sorry. Oh, yeah. You got knives in your pants. I've got knives in my pants too. She says, a little flustered. <laughs> this is the most awkward NPC conversation ever. I see we all have a lot in common. Yep. I do turn to um. Why can I not think of her name? I'm sorry. Line! Antonia? Which Antonia, one? Antonia, yeah. Okay. I turned, to <laughs> <laughs> I turned to Antonia, and I'm like, I'm not really sure what you want to do with Atlas here. Um, he w- was definitely a cultist. He was under the cult's control. Yeah. When we killed a cultist, he just kind of went blank and has just kind of I don't know almost felt like an empty vessel since then I figured it probably has to do with these crystals but I wasn't super sure so I wanted to bring him back to see if if Gilbert and Artie could figure anything out well for now while we discuss things why don't we put him somewhere safe we're going to run out of rope and manacles if you uh, if you guys keep doing this, but... Um... Listen, I, I understand this is a little um, non-traditional, but if the cult has some kind of brainwashing or mind control technology, I figured we should we should do our, our best to figure out how it works and see if we could counteract it in some way. I, I don't disagree with you. Um... It was probably risky bringing him here. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. If what you've been saying is is true that he he doesn't appear to have any sort of free will or consciousness anymore, we might be able to get it back. Who knows if we can maybe these crystals are just suppressing it. Probably Perhaps. keep him away from Virginia though. Don't yeah. know if uh if she knows how to uh to take control of him. Well, yeah, let's um, let's table this discussion for a later time. Uh, it's quite possible Virginia would know more information. Uh, for now, um, why don't you lead him to uh, uh, there's a fairly spacious walk-in closet full of old robes. Uh, I think this morning it's on floor three on the left-hand side. Why don't you walk him and uh. Put him in there for now, and if he's as docile as you say, hopefully he won't move. Uh, not sure there's really anything we could do to stop him if he tried. Um, if you want to remove his weapons, though, that would probably be a good idea. And then I'm going to go uh, try to get the others situated downstairs. Uh, join me when you're ready, won't you? Will do. I don't know if uh, if Flower or Caden had anything they wanted to do. I'll, well, I'll you are also you. dragging a corpse, first of all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's up to Flower to, to talk about. Okay. Oh, and we're literally dragging the corpse? I yes, have him wrapped up in net, so it 
Yeah, it looks like a little a little sack. Yeah, but you do have just because no one remarked upon it doesn't <laughs> mean it doesn't need to be taken care of, unless you want to bring it to whatever meeting is about to happen. <laughs> I want to put a blindfold on the Atlas. Okay, that's pretty easy to do. Oh, I give Flower's hand a squeeze before I take off with that one. Well, actually, um, I ask Athens to put a blindfold on him because uh, I've got a giant jar of bees in my hands. <laughs> oh, you're just true. holding the bee. Okay. I mean, this where am I going to put them? You said they, it wouldn't really fit in my uh, pack, and I don't have... Uh, 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 not with all the other stuff you've got in there. Caden, exactly. no, so. I, uh, I have an idea. I know you wanted to get a holster for your jar of bees, but in the meantime, you think... It would fit in here, and I show him my bag of holding. <laughs> I, I I assume like you've got it like opened up in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I look in. Uh, I think I'll hold on to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you look into the pouch, and instead of seeing like the normal inside of a pouch, there's just sort of like a black, dark space. Yeah, I don't want to get yeah. rattled around and broken, and then open the pouch in an angry. Swarm of bees come out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just the image. Bees. Of opening bees. Their bag holding. Bees. <laughs> I I don't feel like you try to screw us over ever, but I just like like just in the last episode, I was like, well, Cloud could just have somebody capture rock, and in this episode, I'm like, well, Cloud could just smash it inside the bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> Look as hilarious as it would be for one of you to go open the bag of holding and an angry swarm of bees to fly out of it. I, I would die laughing if that happened. Um, but I'm not usually that much of an asshole. That would only happen if like you were like, you put the jar of bees in there, you forgot, and then you dropped like a bunch of rocks in there too. <laughs> be like oh yeah and like and then you like shook it vigorously you know like that sort of thing like i i think generally with a bag of holding it it's understood that it functions just like a normal pack would it just has more space so as long as you have things you know uh packed up nice and tight you can always wrap the jar (laughs) of bees in some padding you know something like that to keep it from knocking against anything that would break it and it's this thick jar it's not gonna break too easily it's just like if you drop it it will it might crack i like the image of kid waddling around with this jar in his hands yeah i'm not i'm not opposed to it i think it's kind of humorous okay uh blindfold on atlas Uh, are you putting him in this room full of uh sort of like old fur coats and stuff yep okay he's gonna find his way to narnia I uh, hopefully not, but it, there is. Look, it's Gallimaufry. It could lead to Narnia. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> but fortunately, he's not really moving. He just sort of stands still wherever you put him. Um, who is putting him in uh, this space and tying the blindfold? Athanasius yep. and removing his weapons. All right. Uh, make me an investigation check. Oh, I'm okay at those. Uh, sixteen. Okay. That's a pretty decent. Um, So as you are going around, you have to kind of pat him down a little bit to sort of try to get a hold of all of his weapons. He's got all this armor. I mean, like heavy, heavy armor. He's got that big shield. You kind of take that and lean it up against the wall um, or or take it or not. Maybe you want to put it in a different room. His giant battle axe, you get that. It's pretty hard to lift because it's really heavy. 
Um, he's got some knives and hatchets and things like that strapped in various places. You, you're pretty confident you, you got most of what he has. Um, and as you're doing that, you notice that um, around uh, his one bicep, he has sort of like a cloth band tied, um, and it has a symbol painted on it um kind of crudely it looks like the head uh, of a black dog with like spikes around its neck and its tongue lolling out and it has these sort of wide mad eyes uh one ear is is kind of torn and misshapen yeah the the rag itself too um uh, doesn't look super nice. Looks like maybe it's been dipped in blood a couple times. It's got kind of a gross, crusty look to it. Kind of a grisly war trophy, maybe. Okay. All right, but Atlas does not make any movements, does not resist in any way. He just stands there looking ahead into nothing. I'll, uh, I'll be back for you later, buddy. No, he's looking ahead into a blindfold. Yeah, I, uh, I close the door and take his stuff with me and head for the meeting area okay exactly what stuff uh though just the weapons the shield the weapons and the armband all right cool uh you you take it all with you you're dragging an enormous axe for starters and you have like a handful of um long knives and hatchets if that's the case i put all of that in my bag of holding uh uh, this is our first rules check on the bag of holding all right, it's roughly two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet, four feet deep. The bag, so only four feet, the bag can hold up to 500 pounds, so that's not a problem. Not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet. Okay, yeah, you, okay, fine, yeah, you can fit all that stuff in there. Except for probably the battle axe, which is probably taller than four feet. Yeah, so this is a weird thing, like... All right, so here's what I'm going to say for now. You can't fit the battle axe in there right now. You can't fit it in there, but maybe in the future there'll be clarification. Okay. We're in the meeting room? No, you have a corpse. You're still in the entry hall oh. with a corpse. Oh. Um. <laughs> Shove the corpse in the closet. <laughs> I want to go put him in the conservatory. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. It okay. probably takes you a little... Uh, couple of minutes of searching around before you open enough doors to find which one is the conservatory but you you can do that eventually all right yeah if i unwrap him a little bit does he does he look the the same yeah pretty damn awful okay i wrap him back up and go back to the the meeting i mean this is now a a corpse in which rigor mortis is starting to set in and eventually decay so yeah um, and leaking, you know, some bodily fluids, too. It's not great. Um, but okay, yeah, you can uh, ditch that in the conservatory and uh, uh, go downstairs with the others. Uh, Antonia has uh, passed around some cups of coffee. People Wait. just need to be chatting and getting to know each other. No one asked Caden a question about his jar of bees? Yeah, I'm literally sitting. I found one of the You big... dragged a giant I, <laughs> black minotaur in battered armor with crystals sticking out of his skin, a huge great axe across his back. You dragged him in. You dragged in a, 
uh, a fairly uh, scruffy and disreputable-looking cat folk person, uh, you showed up and you were like, Eh, we got the aspect of illusion! And, like, flowers already holding pastries 0.5 seconds after you walk into the house. And so, yeah, exactly. Tell Jar me of bees is it's Tuesday as far as they're concerned. Okay. Oh yeah, and I I told them that that we have a very cursed. Oh, is there a Tuesday well, in this world? Yeah, because I'm too lazy to come up with other names for days. I definitely found the biggest lazy boy in the room, and sat. In it. There's no lazy boys in this room, man. Just There's just cushions like on the little floor. cushions, right? And a very yeah, low, yeah. Long you table. you guys have been in this room before. Um, there's sort of like a bunch of uh, floor cushions for you to sit on the floor right. uh, and talk and eat. Kane's gonna put in a request for a giant lazy boy. But yes, he sits down with the jar of bees in his lap. Artane glances at you and is like, um, a, a, a what? What is it you're asking me for? Athen asks the house for a study desk. <laughs> a very comfortable one, though. A lazy boy desk. Are, are you taking the time to actually concentrate and ask the house to create something? Yes. Okay. Um, everyone else is talking and stuff without you as you uh, sort of focus your mind and try to reach out to the house and ask it for something. Um, roll a, roll a persuasion check. Persuasion. Okay. I am proficient in that. So 17. Okay. You get a, you get a desk. It pops up in the middle of the room, which is already full of people and stuff. Uh, and it, it sort of, uh, bumps into Raya as it pops into existence and sort of smacks her in the shoulder a little bit. Ow! What the, what the fuck? Sorry, Raya. My bad. I, I dragged the research the the desk. Athen, over. were you gonna sit next to me? I I purposefully position the desk next to Flower. Okay, everyone else is literally sitting on floor cushions, and you are sitting at a desk. Yep. All right. Uh, Antonia is is giving you a bit of a look, Athanasius. Um, Athanasius, if you wouldn't mind um joining us, I know that you're a person who values your studies, but um, I think we would all. Uh, benefit from hearing you and uh, Flower and Caden's account of what just transpired. I think we're all eager to hear from everyone, including you. I sigh, but I get on the floor cushions. Okay. I wrap my right. tail around his. Oh. All right. Yeah. Uh, Artie and, and Cass are still sitting next to each other, although they are not touching each other or anything like that. I want to roll perception, see if Caden noticed that. Yeah, go probably for do it. that with advantage. I'm not being <laughs> subtle. <laughs> I don't think they're being subtle, so. That's a uh, 17. Okay. Oh, yeah, you totally notice. And you notice that um, Casimir looks very happy, and Artean is blushing, and Raya is rubbing her shoulder where it got smacked by a desk and glaring daggers <laughs> at Athanasius. Uh, and uh, Yawali still looks very nervous, and Sonnet looks pretty uncomfortable, too. Uh, they're in a, a new place surrounded by a bunch of strangers, and they look kind of jumpy. I actually rolled 18. What mood are the bees in? Uh, angry. Okay. Very angry. Yeah. Seems like they're perpetual state of being. <laughs> All right. Antonia sort of clasps her bandaged hands and uh, looks around at each of you. Well... This is quite something. Um, first of all, Sonnet, Yawali, welcome. I hope that you will uh, excuse the rather slapdash state of affairs we have here. Um, uh, 
our living circumstances are a bit unusual and we're usually fairly informal, used to kind of being alone, so please uh, forgive any discourtesy and uh, anything like that. And I hope that you'll be very welcome and uh, comfortable here for as long as you choose to stay. Oh, uh, thank, thank, thank you. Uh, yeah, um, wow, this is really overwhelming. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear more about this place. I mean, this is really incredible magic. I mean, you, I have magic too, but, I mean, you guys must have just as much as me to be able to find a place like this or, or, or make it or, or however it got here. I think that was Art Artie's doing? Uh, yeah, um, I don't really, we probably don't have time to go into the whole story right at the moment. Um, much more interested in, in hearing what happened inside uh, this, this affected area that was called the gloaming and, and, uh, how, how you met Yoali and, uh, and, uh, what was going on with that, it really quite large Minotaur man that you brought back. He didn't seem quite right. What's going on, you guys? To well, save to save time, shall we just yeah, say we explain can just about this? We tell them the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any important points that you touch on in particular? We definitely tell them about Willis. Okay. Um, Gilbert's very interested. I definitely tell them about the encounter I had with um my childhood friend. Ah, yeah. Gilbert and Antonia are both very interested in that. That's the only specific things I mention about what happened inside the gloaming um flower and Caden, do you have anything to add that you specifically mentioned um yeah i'll talk about meeting trick but maybe gloss over the the personal details a bit but you know do let them know that the the my home is in danger and i need to go and that i have a poem that i found or that uh, the that willis gave me kid thinking uh like for a world eater, Willis actually wasn't that bad. Rolls insight on the gods. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't need to. The gods are fucking angry at you. <laughs> well, it sounds like in regards to this monster, you guys had a fairly um lucky escape. Uh I'm impressed. I mean, I knew you were uh capable fighters after you retrieved the Anima Stone, but this seems like even a whole nother level. Oh, I reach in my pack. I got the Twilight Quartz. That's what it was called, right? Uh, void Quartz. Void Quartz. I got the Void Quartz. Oh, uh, I can totally put the finishing. I've been working on those um, boots for you ever since you left. Um, it's only been a few days, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty much done with them. So uh, as soon as we finish up here, I can go back up to my... Uh, workshop and i can put the finishing touches on on those oh we also uh, need these are nice to, specimens to take a look at um this knife don't touch it but i guess any initial thoughts looking at it and i snap and uh bring the pot back into existence and sort of like tip it towards um i think gilbert and uh Artie. i reiterate don't touch it what does the knife say as hey. it comes out of the pocket dimension? Hey, they don't know what they're talking about. You're not going to be able to figure out my magic unless you touch me. You got to give me a touch. I got incredible magic and you're just not going to get it unless you touch me. 
Come on, little elf boy. Artie's human. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got pointy ears. I can't tell. You're not a knife. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> he seems so confused. <laughs> He, he looks terrified, though. He, like, scuttles back a few feet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is that thing? Why does it? Why does its voice sound like... Why does it have a voice? Oh, Flower doesn't even know. He's like, it has a voice? What? What do you mean? It, it's never, never talked to you? We tried to have as little contact with that thing as possible. That That's probably a really good idea because... Hey, it's... fuck you. It was yelling and screaming the whole time uh, I was, uh, I don't know, around it. Uh, was it saying things like, Hey, you, pick me up, fuck you. Yes, yes it was. Yeah, that's what it's saying right now. I'm gonna corrupt this whole place. Oh, it's making some threats. I don't know. But put it away. Uh, put it back where you, I, <laughs> okay, I don't know okay. how you do that thing. I snap. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Gilbert, too, is, uh... And, and, and Antonia, they're they're all kind of looking at you. Um, that seems like an incredibly dangerous magic item. Why would you? Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Make sure you keep that safely sequestered somewhere. I'm not sure a flower pot is um going to be enough. Perhaps uh, Artean, perhaps some sort of um lead lined. Uh, safe of some sort would be more appropriate. Artane's like nodding as he sort of like readjusts his glasses and uh, sort of like puts his disheveled hair back in place. Cass puts a steadying hand on his shoulder. Um, Gilbert, uh, his eyes are narrowed uh, in thought and speculation. As far as we uh, can tell, a cultist had that and then the shades... Oh, you don't ripped. say... I yeah. never would have guessed. It seemed like he was going to use it to uh, attack, probably uh, kill Yoali. He was going to yeah. try to. Uh, I don't know how close of a look you managed to take at it before, but um, uh, did you notice the uh, the channel cut down the uh, down the hilt and the uh, extremely, as far as I could. Tell from the brief glimpse the extremely fine crystals set into the pommel. There's channels on the blades as well, and runes. This requires much further study, I think. None of you had noticed that before, because you you didn't check. Yeah. No, Athen and I haven't even seen it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true, you haven't. All we know is that a cultist had it, and then the cultist got his soul ripped out by a shade, and we just didn't really want to leave it lying on the ground where anyone could find it so we grabbed it we figured it would be safer here than back in the hands of the cult that may well be the case all right we'll set that aside for now gilbert artan please do uh direct your energies to securing that a bit more safely as soon as possible if you would this whole story, well, first, I'm, I, I'm glad I'm deeply indebted to you for finding Yawali and helping her as much as you did. Um, that was a, a great service you've done for everyone, and not just for her. Um, the fact that you managed to dismantle this uh, powerful enchantment 
frankly, I'm even more impressed by that than I am by your ability to, to overcome this intriguing monster of some sort. Willis? Drawing in the power of words. <laughs> she grins. Uh, I, uh, I do remember how um, lighthearted you are about certain things, but this uh, this seems like it was a fairly serious threat, and I'd, I'd like to look into that more as well. Perhaps, uh, Athanasius, you and Gilbert can direct your studies in that direction uh, at some point. Um, as for Yawali, uh, we'll, of course, uh, make her welcome here as long as she desires to stay. As for um, teaching her, I am not sure if any of us are particularly capable of that i no longer have uh, extensive magical capabilities and even just helping her understand the nature and origins of her magical abilities might help as well that's uh somewhat of a mystery even to me uh but i i do know more than the average person Flower, you spoke of a danger that's afflicting your homeland. I forgive me for not asking before about where you came from, although I suspected that perhaps you, like many people who've been tossed about and displaced by the calamity, might not wish to speak about it. Forgive me if I am prying. No, oh, I'm from uh, Relish in the... Hockery River Basin. Uh, it's a long ways away, and I, um, no, you know what? I probably shouldn't go into it right now. Um, I understand. This, this devourer, this, this monster of words spoke to you, tempted you, each of you, in various ways. I... Ah, uh, I may be able to help, but I, I would need to know what it said to you, any significance those words had. Should I read the poem that it gave me? Perhaps. Um, was the poem? Do you think it's relevant to whatever's happening? I, I I'm sorry, you haven't given me a, a whole lot of information to to go on here. This was a poem written by a. A friend, a former friend, My and teacher? mentor, yes. Uh, Willis said it was years before the calamity, but that she knew what was happening. Fascinating. Yes, please do read it. It's called The Long Night's Dream. The night was long, hot, and very sticky, and I laid in my nest of long leaves and dreamed a very long dream all the time before morning. I dreamed that I was dead beneath the earth, all tangled up in roots and ground to dust, and churned up by the mouths of worms and ants and things, and carried into termite mounds, and washed away by rain and streams into mouths and pools and stems and trodden underfoot. My skin was no more, my eyes were no more, my mouth was no more, my tongue was no more, my feet and hands and tail were no more. Even my bones were gone, and bones last a very long time. But out of the dirt and water and dust that was me came small seeds and shoots and eggs that hatched and mouths that were filled. Mushrooms covered me, mosses covered me, 
birds and bugs carried me, so I was not dead but alive, as people are alive, as the land is alive. And death and life were one long slumber that I slept all that hot summer night. I dreamed that I woke up as the morning light filtered through the leaves and monkeys screamed and flies buzzed and sap ran through the trees. I tidied the leaves of my nest. I walked down among the people. At least I dreamed I did. Uh, Antonia just rolled a natural 20 on an insight check. Holy shit. As you read the poem, Antonia's watching you very closely. Flower, uh, that's an interesting poem, um, I'm assuming you were translating. Was there something about this poem that, that seemed might seem to indicate to you the, the nature of the danger facing your people? It doesn't seem to correlate with what happened after the calamity. To me, it seems like a, a fairly a, a beautiful but um, straightforward meditation on the nature of life and death. But yeah. perhaps uh, some sort of word choice, uh, a symbolism that resonates with you in any certain way? Um, it just it doesn't make sense. I, I just need to go back and find out for myself. She nods. A flower, I'm I'm sorry to press you, but what exactly did happen in your home village? Um that might give us greater insight into what danger you might face there now if you were to go back. After the calamity, some people stopped being able to heal when they got hurt. They're cuts would just stay opened until they got infected and they just bled and bled and bled and until they died and then i got this cut here and i point to the one over my eye yes yeah and fell into a deep fever and came to with some of the the powers that i have now and i could heal those wounds and i could save people but the power the more I used it, the more it wanted me to leave, and eventually I convinced myself that if I did that, then it would choose someone else to to save the people like I did, and I could go off and do whatever thing it needed me to out here, but it doesn't seem like that was the case, and I need to go back and heal the harm that I've neglected. What, um, what specifically did, did your, your mentor say, or, or did this, this devourer say that gave you the impression that there was some, uh, trouble beyond what there was before, or, or are you simply worried that more people will have, have perished in your absence? She said, the curse was deeper than you knew and the wounds were deeper still. It's very ominous. Yeah, that certainly sounds ominous. Um, that is um, troubling because I fear that if you go back to this place, if there is indeed a, a greater danger, um, you you might be walking right into the center of something that you're not prepared for because you don't know what it is. Well, I have to go anyways. I give Flower's tail a squeeze with my tail. 
I I I understand your your concern. Um I would hate for you to run in blindly and end up in deeper trouble than you can dig yourself out of. I know that you are very capable um but um if if there truly is a some sort of danger there always best to go in with a little foreknowledge i think what what else can i do though well i i may have uh i i, I may be able to to do something to help um it will take some time and uh, a little bit of preparation on my part to do it um let's set that aside for now after that you retrieved this knife that's troubling in and of itself I don't think any of you have explained quite yet about the Minotaur. Um, what is going on there? How did you get this latest, I hesitate to say prisoner? Uh, he looked basically like a walking dead man. Um, so before that, I'd kind of told the story up to when we closed the gloaming. Yeah. Yep. Um, and now I, I tell the rest of the story about flying back to the inn on Dwayne. And... I'm sure Casimir can interject what it was like for the, yeah. the cult to come at them, come after them. Yep, what, what happened, like how they got captured and everything. And um, I talk about uh, scare, you know, scaring off some of the cultists and, and the fight we got into and how we've managed to uh, save Casimir, but then how... After the other cultists had died, uh, the Minotaur basically lost all of his, you know, kind of became just like an empty vessel almost. Yeah, Gilbert leans for it at this point as you start describing the encounter you had with the cultists. The symbol of the inverted skull crowned with an eight-pointed crown that we recognize we have seen that marking before on uh various uh cult members on sometimes on their skin sometimes on their clothing sometimes on items associated with them that's that is their mark to be sure uh i'm concerned about how they managed to find you but no matter uh we can deal with that later this, uh, this Minotaur, I would like to examine him uh, more closely. This magic is troubling and not entirely unexpected. Athanasius, perhaps uh, the tumultuous events of the past three days have driven it from your memory. I certainly don't uh, um, blame you for that. But uh, the last time you were here... Not very long ago, we uh, spent some time deciphering that journal that I picked up from a contact in Tremaine. You remember? Yes, yes, I do. Do you remember what was written in it? Not all of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's no matter. Uh, it was particularly concerned with uh, transmutation magic used to augment the various abilities of living and non-living beings including combining them in various ways. This is exactly the sort of thing I feared we might eventually start to see. Uh, a blend of uh, different organic or organic and non-organic substances to try to create a more powerful, or in this case, perhaps a mindless weapon of some sort. 
That's exceedingly troubling. Yes, uh, and they were doing it by altering spell forms, right? Uh, indeed, yes. Most of, uh, in fact, all of the magic that I've seen uh, coming out of the cult uh, has used an altered and rather new form of uh, draconic. This is not surprising in and of itself. Uh, the reason that uh, old spellcasting failed after the calamity was due to a realignment of uh, the flow of magic throughout this continent. Uh, any magic to, to be performed now would require a, a new, slightly altered model based on the new flow. So that's... Um, yeah, that's that's why, to be uh, to be anticipated. Um, it's why uh, what Zania said to me caught my attention so much. She was talking about how they had changed the words in dangerous ways. She said, "You right," implying that you as well. Troubling in the extreme. Did she mention anything else? I am intrigued by this area. Perhaps as much intrigued by this as. Antonia is by the trouble in the basin. I did find this. Or no, wait, I ripped that up. Never mind. No, buddy boy. Oh, you ripped that nope, up. I ripped it up. Uh, you don't have shit. I don't. Nope. Nope. I don't even fucking remember what it said. God damn it. Pity. Yeah, pity. Rip. Although I could probably, like, roll to see if my character remembers but all right yes make an intelligence check go back to the episode yeah just re-listen uh 17 um yeah you remember that the spell form or the that you found was basically first of all it was just someone's notes it wasn't like a spell scroll right second of all it was Dealing with a larger piece of magic, it looked like it was only one part of a larger set of notes, which in fact you know because Willis tossed the rest of the notebook at you. That was when you ripped up the piece that you had. Right. Um, it someone was working on the transfer of energy from one place and one form to another. You uh, got their were... initials too, right? Yeah, was and it like initials. you did? Uh, AA, AA at the bottom. Yep, and that was all you were able to figure out. Yep. Uh, the handwriting was <sighs> Anguissian. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, yeah, actually, um, we've got triple A over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> yep, that's right. It was what yeah. somebody drew during an AA meeting. Um. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, Gilbert kind of stroking his, his, uh, mustache and goatee a little bit here. Oh, and, and I also have this Gilbert. I found it on the Minotaur, and I give him the armband. He, he, he takes it kind of gingerly, wrinkling up his long nose in disgust, uh, at the sort of dried blood. Everybody sort of leans in to take a closer look at it. Oh, fuck, shit. Um, as the symbol of the dog's head becomes apparent, uh, Antonia, Artean, and, uh, Gilbert all flinch. This was on the Minotaur you took? Yeah, on his arm. Insight check. Okay. Who are you insight checking? I want to see if any of these flinches are, like, different from the others. Okay. Oh, what'd you, um, what'd you roll? 21. 
Oh, damn. Okay. Is anyone flinching for a different emotion than just like, oh, shit, we recognize this? No, they are all flinching because uh, they have knowledge of what this symbol means, which they are about to tell you. Okay. Uh, Okay. That, uh, I don't suppose any of you recognize it. No? Uh, That is the symbol of a fairly notorious and bloodthirsty warlord. Uh, He, well, uh, last I heard, uh, Gilbert, you might know more. And Gilbert says, uh, yes, um, at last count, he had both Galliard and Charlon province under his thumb. This is very bad. Very bad indeed. I, I don't know if this means the cult has allied with him, or whether they managed to steal this soldier away and augment him for their own purposes. It could mean either, to be completely honest. Um, I, uh... I told you I got that journal from a contact in the city of Tremaine. Tremaine is, uh, in Charlon province. It's in the Midlands, uh, far from where you were before. I, I, far from where any of you are from, I believe. Certainly far from the basin, far from the northern mountains. Uh, I'm not sure quite where you hail from, Mr. Onyx Cobble. Are you from the Midlands? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm quite a ways, uh, north, uh, of Wildwood, Wildwood province about. Ah, yes, no, um, Charlon, uh, is, is, oh, pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the country. Um, yes, uh, the cult have, uh, a base, um, and a pretty substantial, uh, footprint in Tremaine. Uh, which was why I was uh, scouting there and able to uh, pick up the journal from that area. Um, and uh, this warlord, Erebus, uh, rules that area as well. Uh, previously, I, I had not thought that he and the cult were working together or even rivals. Uh, the cult is working underground. I didn't think they necessarily had any interest in supporting Erebus or overthrowing him. They care very little for uh, who is in political power. They only care about their own arcane ends. Uh, they, they probably would only care about a political leader uh, such as Erebus, if he was getting in their way or was a tool that they could bend to their will to further their own desires. Last time I was there, I I didn't pick up on any connection between the two, but if uh, if it's true that um, uh, this Minotaur was altered by the cult in some way, uh, either willingly or unwillingly, this is bad. Very bad news. Wonderful. But hey, we have one of the exalted. Or sorry, one of the aspects, right? That's the Yeah, te- technically um uh Yawali would be just be considered at this point the aspect of illusion. The exalted was really more of a political term um than a technical one. Uh so the exalted were what they were called when they were quite literally ruling uh the Almerian Empire um as this council of seven uh, mages, but um, now that that council no longer exists, uh, the, the the technical term would be aspect. So, uh, yes, um, that is 
quite excellent news. And I'm just very grateful and glad that we can hopefully keep her safe here and that uh, the harmful magic created completely inadvertently was dispelled and the creature causing it to be even more harmful was destroyed. Uh, it's a very... It would be a happy day, alas. Um, the world that we live in is always full of new danger. So, at this point, um, the meeting starts to break up. Uh, Gilbert wants to go look at... Um, well, he wants a few things. He wants to look at the knife. He wants to look at Atlas. Um, Antonia uh, starts to sort of clear things up, and she says, I, um, I will prepare to perform the piece of magic that might give you uh, some more answers. It will take me about ten minutes to do so. Um... You can use that time however you'd like. I uh, I go up to Artie. Okay. And uh, yeah. I hand him ten platinum chits. Oh, oh uh, you don't have to give me any money. I mean, I don't really need nah, anything. Uh, I was hoping that you could melt these down and make them into some platinum bands. Oh, uh, like um, like wedding ring. I'm not really a jeweler. I can't do anything fancy enough. I mean, it doesn't need to be anything complicated. It's not for a wedding ring necessarily. Uh, he blushes, blushes profusely. Yeah, he's um, uh, Ar Artean, by the way, when he says that, is tomato red looking at you and flower. <laughs> um, I mean, I would need to measure your, your fingers. Um... Uh, does he I, want to wear his on the, the little hands or I, the big one? So I, <clears throat> for for now at, at least, <clears throat> um, just need something fairly simple to anchor a spell. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for uh, implying spell. anything. I I didn't mean. Uh, <clears throat> right. Uh just just something simple. Then no designs necessary. Correct. Fitting any particular fingers? I glance at flower. It's a, uh, uh, it's a uh, for when I need to cast a spell on you. So. On me. On you, yeah. Oh. Do, do I you want me to make it for your big then. hands or your little ones? Probably the little one. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, he quick pulls a uh, tape measure out of one of his pockets and. Uh, you know, quick takes a measurement of one of your little fingers, and uh, and one of Athanasius's as well. Yeah, um, I don't do a whole lot of magical jewelry, but I I know the basic principle, and uh, and we have some mandrels and stuff like that for measuring rings and things like that. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it's probably gonna take me a couple hours, uh, to do that, but I I think I can. Yeah, sure. Thank you. I uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, sure. Sure. Sure thing. And he sort of rushes away as fast as he can. I kind of <laughs> grin a little bit after him. <laughs> Casimir <laughs> smiles, gives you a wink, 
and uh, <laughs> a big grin and uh, goes out of the room after him. All right. Uh, are, do any of you want to do anything before uh, the next thing that's going to happen? Uh, I just want to check in with Yoali and Sonnet and see how they're settling into things. Yeah, they seem okay. Um, Sonnet's natural catfolk curiosity has taken over, and they are looking at everything very intently. They're picking everything up. They're poking the cushions. They're looking at the thread count on the tapestries and uh, the rugs and everything like that. Um, poking into corners, picking up little odds and ends, uh, quite a few of which vanish into their pockets. Um, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Raya is watching them, uh, out of the corner of her eye. Uh, doesn't seem to be too inclined to stop them. Uh, and she is actually, uh, talking with Yoali a little bit. Uh, seems to be asking her just basic questions about, uh, you know, where are you from? How'd you grow up? And, uh, Yoali seems to have loosened up a little bit, uh, is, um, you know, eating some more pastries and, uh, uh, talking about yeah her um her childhood in Zaljara and uh the things she liked to do and um you know how she loved to be in the library and then uh all the cool things she did like making the floaty boys and stuff like that and I think maybe you overhear a snatch of conversation that goes something like oh yeah and then um uh, they did this really cool spell oh man and they uh they taught me how to do this oh this really powerful uh magical thing uh oh just watch me do it and she dabs and she dabs the other way and then she dabs the other way and uh she's like i don't know what it is but uh, i was pretty cool when they did it and there was like this this spinning oh glowing light oh man you really should have been there because it was so cool and uh raya is kind of grinning and looks at you guys like yeah you guys are a bunch of weird fucks <laughs> All right. Um, I'm satisfied that they're settled down or that they're comfortable. Yeah, so they, they seem like they're uh, uh, starting to relax a little bit. Yeah. I'll sit that down and just spin my spinner. Uh, yeah, Yoali's so caught up in her story, you know, she doesn't um, notice that you have a fidget spinner. If, uh, <laughs> if you guys need anything, you can try to ask the house. It takes some practice and you might not get exactly or even remotely what you want on your first couple of tries but uh you yeah. can ask this house for anything yeah, you it can doesn't certainly go try away when you when you get it um it also takes <laughs> sonic closes their eyes uh and uh their ears go back a little bit and their tail scratches up and then all of a sudden poof uh in their hands is literally the gaudiest most ridiculous diamond and jewel encrusted like crown with velvet and ermine you have ever seen in your goddamn life uh, <laughs> they just rolled a natural 18 and they're a bard delight utterly encompassing their features they put this thing on their head uh, it's a little awkward because they have huge ears uh but they're like uh, no, I can fix that. Uh, they, they quick take out a knife, start cutting holes in the sides for their ears to go through. <laughs> you're not sure okay. if those are real diamonds on the crown or what, but uh, you're not quite sure what you've unleashed, but it's not good. So I want to go up to Raya. Okay. 
And uh, I'm just like, hey, uh, I think I need to do some more work on uh, my stealth skills because uh, when we went to go get the dagger, I, I I made a lot of noise apparently because they all found me right away or something. Oh, that's uh, that's the pits. Yeah, we can we can practice some more. Yeah, sure. We can start tomorrow morning awesome. if you want. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, for now, it sounds like you guys could use a good night's sleep, though. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. All right. No, I yeah, I meant I meant not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I feel you. Yeah, I'm totally up for it. Awesome. All right. Antonia has. Uh, first of all, she cleared away, you know, all the, you know, the pastries and the coffee and everything that you guys had. And then she started clearing some of the cushions out of the center of the room. Seeing what she's doing, um, uh, Raya, uh, sort of motions to, uh, Yowali and sort of takes her by the hand. Come on, I'll, uh, show you up to where the girl's bedroom is. Uh, you can bunk with me if you want, or, uh, we can find you your own place. Uh, whatever you're more comfortable with. And you, I don't know what your deal is, but uh, you're coming with me too, whether you like it or not. And she grabs Sonnet sort of by the back of their shirt and starts sort of dragging them out of the room with this ridiculous crown still on their head. You can go and play dress up upstairs. Uh, uh, we don't bother Antonia when she does her thing, okay? And uh, they exit the room. And I believe if I'm keeping track of people correctly, that just leaves you guys and Antonia? I believe so. Yep. Okay, One good. NPC. <laughs> oh, you can breathe. Oh my God, I've been trying to do voices and it's not easy at all. Um, yeah. Uh, Antonia uh has got everything cleared away and then even uh takes uh the rug that's laid over the sort of like bare stone floor and rolls it up and puts it aside. And there's a, like definitely a shift in mood. Antonia is usually a very calm you know, person, uh, and she's sort of an island of stability in the chaos that is Galamoffrey. Um, Artean tends to be a little nervous. Uh, Gilbert uh, is a little bit um, more staid. He's an elderly goblin, so he's not, you know, like a flighty young person, but even he gets sometimes a little carried away with his work or his research. Raya is a dumpster fire. I mean, <laughs> she's... <laughs> I, I, I love her. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Cloud. What? You said that as I'm sipping coffee and the coffee went up my nose. Fuck. <laughs> she is. I mean, she she steals everything that's not nailed down. <laughs> Sometimes she steals the stuff that is nailed down just because it's more of a challenge. Uh, she'll fight anybody. She'll fuck anything up. Like she, uh, She's very useful to them and, and they have a lot of affection for her. Uh, but it's more of a sort of like a wayward um criminal daughter than anything else i mean rai is really rough around the edges um and uh you know in amidst all that and then you guys showing up and basically just you know throwing chaos everywhere anytime you walk through the door uh bringing prisoners and cursed knives and summoning goats and whatever else you've been doing since you came into the house uh you know um, in amidst all of that, Antonia, I, no one has ever explicitly told you that she's the leader, uh, because this isn't really necessarily an organization, or wasn't until, you know, maybe a little more recently. 
but she's sort of the leader by default. She is not the oldest, uh, nor the smartest, but she is the one who everyone sort of naturally defers to. Uh, she has sort of a natural air of calm uh, command. Uh, but in this moment, Antonia, you can feel anxiousness and nervousness sort of pouring off her a little bit. And uh, she's cleared this space in the middle of the floor. She actually takes a, a broom out of the kitchen and sweeps it clean until there's this very clean, bare patch of floor. Uh, and she sits down on one side and indicates that you three should sit across from her leaving, mm, you know, maybe three or four feet between the, you know, the two of you. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter, at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited by Cloud and Audrey and produced by Cloud. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for his awesome advice. Our theme music is 8-Bit Adventure by Adhesive Wombat. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us next week on Tales from the Table.